everyone, I'm Kelsey, and you're listening to the Box Officers Podcast. I know you guys were expecting to hear George's voice, but don't worry, she's just taking a quick sabbatical, but she'll be back, I promise. In the meantime, I will be continuing the show with different guests in her place. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please continue to leave us a star rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Watching a bad movie is like witnessing a serious crime, but have no fear, the box offices are here. Each episode, we will review a new movie, and at the end of each episode, we will classify the film according to the severity of punishment. Films can be convicted of a felony, a misdemeanor, an infraction, or on the rare occasion, found innocent. This week, we will be reviewing The Flash, so if you have not seen it yet, go watch it now and come back so you don't hear any spoilers. Now let's get into the episode. Okay, so this week, Kennedy is back. Say hi, Kennedy. I'm back, y'all. Holla. This will be <laughs> this will be her last time. <laughs> okay, let's get into the episode. I just want to add a disclaimer. Um, I am reviewing the movie, not the people, the actors in the movie as people and um, any charges or allegations brought against them. I'm just... I'm here to talk about Barry Allen, and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, so after helping Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince stop a bank robbery from Al Falcone's terrorist group gone wrong in Gotham City, Barry revisits his childhood home and remembers his youth with his parents, Nora and Henry, before Henry's wrongful imprisonment for Nora's murder. And he's overcome by his emotions and accidentally uses the speed force to travel back in time to earlier in the day and informs Bruce about it. Despite Bruce's warnings that time travel can have unintended consequences, Barry goes back to the day of Nora's death and prevents it from happening. And then as he returns to the present, he is and then as he returns to the present, he is knocked out of the speed force by another speedster and ends up in an alternate 2013 where his mother is still alive. And he finds his past self and realizes he has arrived on the day he originally obtained his powers. So, I personally kind of get why he would go back in time. Um, I think most people can empathize with you wanting to go back in time to save your mom. Actually, I have something to say. I, I, I'm glad you guys asked because in the beginning of the movie, uh, we have the babies falling out the window and then he catches the baby in the microwave and he's eating snacks out the snack machine. And it was in that moment that I knew without giving away my rating, I knew how I felt about this movie. It was giving very unserious vibes. And I like The Flash. I um, watched the TV show on CW and I was a pretty big fan of that. Um, and already I started to have negative emotions and associations with one of my favorite superheroes. And I just thought that was very silly. And <laughs> I feel like I'm going to say that for a lot of the movie. Um, I can definitely agree. I thought it was a little 
much. That was about 10, 15 babies falling out of the window of a hospital. And he catches one and puts it in a microwave. (laughs) But later, he does explain that he did it to protect them because they were wearing regular clothes. So they can't he can't move them at the same speed, but he can move objects. So I thought that was a nice touch that he did that in the beginning. And then he explained it later. I will say that I did like that they explained it because I had some criticism and my criticism remains. But I mean, I'm I'm going to move on. So Barry and his younger self, they go to Central City Police Department where Barry forces his 2013 self to be struck by lightning in order to recreate the accident that gave him his powers in the first place. And then both Barrys end up getting struck by the lightning, giving 2013 Barry powers, but causing our Barry to lose his powers in the process. And then as Barry struggles to train his younger self on how to properly use his powers, the two of them see a broadcast by General Zod, who is about to invade Earth. And the Barrys try to assemble the Justice League but are unsuccessful because in this timeline they are unable to locate Diana Victor Stone has not yet been in his accident and Arthur Curry was never born and the two travel to Wayne Manor hoping to find Batman but instead find an alternate older version of Bruce Wayne who has retired from crime fighting so they convince him to help them find Cal-El and I again I okay so the flash again we've seen him portrayed in a few different ways um even in an animated show I just feel like this one is particularly annoying um especially the 2013 Barry I'm just like dude um it's it's like talking to a different person he don't know how to listen and I feel like maybe he wasn't spanked enough is that it like He's telling you what happened and you're looking at him. It's clearly your older self. This is your future self. I don't know why you wouldn't just sit there and get struck by lightning to get superpowers. Like if someone told me all I have to do is get struck by lightning to have super speed. I don't know. I personally would do it. And I just found myself throughout the entire film finding him intolerable. And I know the whole point is for him to be more childish, but I think they overdid it to the point where it, low-key it distracted me because I was so annoyed um I think that's the point of it though because in the beginning when Barry present Barry is with his friends or not his friends his co-workers we see his weird interaction with them and how they're teasing him outside so what if 2013 Barry is supposed to be like how people see him or how he comes off as like annoying to other people (laughs) I think part of it is just (laughs) I mean I guess she said this is why you're lame no I think that part of it is just you know he grew up with the support of both his parents whereas you know present day Barry he has all this tragedy which forced him to mature in a way that our 2013 Barry has not I understand it. I'm just saying they overdid it. He could have been, you know, a little bit softer without being like literally I can't stand to hear him speak. I don't want to look at him. I don't want to finish the movie anyway. So back to the story. So using a backdoor connection to NASA within the Batcave, 
Barry and Bruce are able to locate a Kryptonian pod that was reportedly discovered in Siberia. And upon their arrival, instead of finding Kal-El, they find his cousin, Kara. After rescuing Kara from the facility, Barry asks Bruce to help him get his powers back by recreating the original accident. The first attempt fails and nearly kills him, which prompts Kara to fly Barry into the storm and get struck by lightning a second time, which does work, and now he has his powers back. And Kara and Bruce join the two Barrys to fight Zod's forces. During the battle with Zod, Kara actually learns that Zod had interfered with Kal-El's escape pod when he was an infant and killed him during a failed attempt to retrieve the growth codex needed to terraform Earth into Krypton, with Zod revealing that the codex was actually within Kara. And the two fight with Zod overpowering and killing Kara and obtaining the codex from her blood, while Bruce is also killed. So a lot was happening during that time. I feel like um, it's kind of confusing, but basically Zod killed Kal-El, and then he kills Kara, and then he kills Bruce, and it's just like a bunch of stuff going on. Um, I've always liked the character of Zod. I'm not one to root for a villain. I'm just saying that's a, I I like him as a villain. Whatever. Um, and again, we're getting so many characters, and I I like that it's you know we're getting so many actors that we love or hate in the film, but. I, I was like, okay, this is a lot going on. I need, like, a, a map to keep track of the switching and turning. I think we had, like, three Batmans. I'm like, okay, we love to see it, but also, like, let's chill out. But um, I'm so sorry, but this whole fight scene fell a little flat for me. I watch a lot of superhero movies, whether it's Marvel or DC, whatever, and I just felt like this one was, like, go girl, give us nothing. It just, I, I didn't feel like, ooh, 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 lights, camera, flash, bang, bang. I mean, what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> there was three of them, and all two of them could do is run fast. <laughs> like, girl, this is not the Avengers. And honestly, that's my problem. <laughs> because, I, I mean, I'm not saying they need to do anything crazy. I'm just saying, like, the Flash has a pretty cool uh, the Flash has a pretty cool power, right? Like um it's not just that he can run fast. I mean, he, he the whole movie is about him being able to use the speed force. Like he can go travel through time. He can move through solid objects. I mean, he's got a lot going on for himself, but um yeah, I'm so sorry. It was it was a bit dry for me. I felt like I could have fought and I would have made it out. That's how that's how flat it was for me. But anyway, so the two berries travel back through time to try to save their friends, but are unable to change their fates. And Barry realizes that they're not going to be able to save them. But the 2013 Barry keeps trying, repeatedly traveling back through time, but failing over and over and over again. And as he travels, the multiverse starts to collapse in on itself. Eventually, the dark speedster who originally at the beginning of the movie knocked Barry out of the speed force returns. And it's revealed to be a future version of 2013 Barry, who still believes he can save his world from Zod. 
and prevent the death of Bruce and Kara. He explains the causal loop paradox that led to him being created, but then he gets angry when Barry reveals his own intention to reverse the changes to the timeline by letting their mom die. And he gets mad and tries to kill Barry, but ends up impaling 2013 Barry, who sacrificed himself to save our Barry and wipes the dark speedster from the timeline. And honestly, it was at this moment I said, okay, is it the year of the multiverse or something? What's going on? I mean, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But um, maybe I'm just like um, not the brightest light bulb in the shop. Or that's not a – I don't think that's the same. Anyways, my point is I actually didn't pick up on the fact that the dark speedster was 2013 Barry until it was revealed. So that kind of was nice, a little consolation prize, because at that point I wasn't really feeling the movie. And so maybe that's why I didn't pick up on it, because I wasn't as engaged as I normally am. I don't think anyone picked up on that. There was a lot going on in that multiverse. (laughs) So, no, but same. Like, I didn't catch on to that until it was revealed. I'm dead. Okay, well, at least it wasn't just me, honestly. That makes me feel a little bit better. But, yeah, so I also, um, I feel like that was my favorite part of the movie, maybe, was this point until the end. Um, Once they meet with the dark speedster and all three of them are standing there and they're talking, they're having their conversation, you can kind of see how that evolution would happen from 2013, Barry, I also want to add a side note. I'm really sorry. I know this is probably really confusing because I'm saying Barry over and over and over again, but I'm trying to make it clear to differentiate. But um, yeah, I thought, you know, because I'm going to talk about the acting later, but I think the acting improved at this point in the film. Like this was the closest we got to thespian. Um But moving forward, in the aftermath of all of this, Barry undoes the changes he made to the timeline and comes to terms with his mom's death. Um, But he makes a minor change in the past, creating new evidence in the present day that proves his dad's innocence. After returning to the present and helping to exonerate his dad, Barry is contacted by Bruce whose appearance has changed once again as a result of Barry's timeline change. And, and you know, we get a post-credit scene where he tells Arthur Curry about his experiences traveling the multiverse. And yeah, that's our movie. So I wanted to talk about the acting I mentioned a little bit ago. Um... It sucked. I'm so sorry. Uh, and, and particularly in the first third of the movie, I quite literally was like, I need to go audition. I need to go be on the big screen because if this is their best, I am like sensational. I, I, I truly felt like secondhand embarrassment from watching the acting uh, particularly from Ezra Miller because 
not only did they put this man in the movie once, you're going to put him in the movie two, three times. Like, I'm suffering. Was it the acting or the writing? And by writing, I mean some of the jokes mostly. Because, I mean, I thought his acting was okay. Like, I could feel the immature energy from 2013 (laughs) Barry. And, you know, the way he would, I guess, pose or wind up to run. I don't know. I thought it was kind of well executed. Um, I hear your point because I think part of it is the writing. Um, some of the jokes were lame. Um, like the whole scene where um, 2013 Barry is introducing present day Barry to his roommates. I just felt like that whole scene could have been taken out. I just thought it was so lame. I know the whole point was maybe to help them realize that there is a Batman in this timeline, but I don't care. Lame, poor writing. Put me in the writer's room. Like, anyways, um, like, maybe the writers don't need to go on strike. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a bad joke. I don't know if I'm going to put that. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. So... I mean, but I will say his acting still fell flat. I mean, I can pose like that. You want me to get into a little lunge before I start running, whatever, girl? I could do that in my sleep. I want to play the Flash. Let me have a go. Let me show you how Barry Allen really moves. I just hate when there's a really cool character and there's like a lot of potential for something to be great and it falls flat because I think the Flash is a great superhero with a great story And this could have been a great movie. And it, you know, well, I guess that's why we're here. To see, was it great? Or did it not eight? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to say it was not great. Sorry. Um, I feel like I kind of like gave that away based on my attitude this whole episode. But... I'm just being honest, like rarely do I let's be real, you guys rarely do I really give like bottom of the barrel to any movie. But I mean, boy, I I just felt underwhelmed and with the cast like that, you know, and I'm not talking about everybody on the cast, of course, but there were some like solid names in this roster I just expect it so much more and to Kennedy's point I do think the writing could have been better um I thought the casting could have been better also I thought the um the special effects I don't know if I wanted more per se or if I wanted it to be different in the sense that like what's going on could be portrayed better um, I know it's CGI, but I've seen some CGI that's like really good and fun to watch and engaging. Um, and this was not engaging. I, I don't want to compare it to anything, but, you know, I just watched it's, it's been a lot of superhero movies this season. So I had Spider-Man and then I had Guardians of the Galaxy. I would say out of the superhero movies, this one is going to be third. Um, I don't know. Um. It didn't eight. Wait, <laughs> I wouldn't say it eight, but I wouldn't go far as to say bottom of the barrel. Maybe like maybe a good subpar, like a subtle 
like i don't know it's mid-tier it's mid-tier like i would maybe watch it again and that's why you're not invited back no (laughs) but no so you basically think it should be like an infraction yeah yeah let's go an infraction or no so you basically think it should be so the worst would be a felony and then you would have a misdemeanor and then infraction and innocent so what are you thinking an infraction girl this is deserving of at least a misdemeanor and that is me being super kind like extra kind okay but hear me the cgi it wasn't you know the greatest thing especially since avatar came out that was on a whole nother level but i don't think it was bad the way they depicted you know him doing the time what's it called um speed force speed force i thought it was nice and at the end you can see present barry his streak or whatever is red 2013 berries is blue when they're running opposite of each other i thought that was a very nice pop of color um <laughs> and then you know i think ezra miller um as he's playing barry so i guess i should say barry um uh, i thought he it was a nice you know emotional touch to the story about his mom I did, uh, you know, like I said, the end of the movie, um, I thought it gave, you know, like, so when he was in the grocery store and he had that moment with his mom, I did really like that. But um, even the whole, I love you. I love you too. I love you more. I loved you first. I said, okay, like, uh, I'm, I, maybe maybe that's something really important to them. Um, but I felt like, you're kind of ruining that moment for me. But aside from that, um, I actually did like his performance in the last like 30 minutes of the movie. I will say the last 30 minutes, it didn't eat, but I would say he drank. <laughs> he, he drank. Um, I can't say he ate. No, he had some soup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He slurped and, you know, and I will say you did make me think earlier when you said the writing. I will say I think I had a big issue with the writing. I I don't think I liked the script at all. And so um, that's not an excuse for the performance given. But I do think it could have went better if he had maybe a better script to work on. But I mean, as a whole, if I'm and I am, I'm rating the movie as a whole, I'm going to say it is a felony. I did not want to watch it. I, well, okay. I do not want to watch it again. I would not recommend it to anybody. Normally, if I make a podcast episode and I have like family or friends who have not seen that movie, I'll say, hey, go watch this movie and then listen to my podcast. I am not going to do that today. Even though I want people to listen to my podcast, I dislike the movie so much that I would not tell anyone to go watch it, even if it meant them listening to my podcast. And I feel like if I feel like that, it it must be a felony because there's no other option. I mean, that's like the bottom of the barrel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to stick 
to my little infraction, um, once again, the writing, um, I get what you're saying or what we're saying. The writing, I definitely think some of the jokes were a little corny in that scene where he goes to the friends or 2013 Barry's friends and that's when they find out Batman. That definitely could have been cut a little shorter or just taken out, period. But at the end of the day, the acting, I disagree. I think there was some death brought to Barry Allen. You know, we got to see, obviously, um, you know, why he went back in the first place when he first goes to the house and is like having flashbacks. And then he just that's when he makes the decision to, you know, mess up the whole world. So I definitely bought think he bought some depth to the character. And yeah, I don't think the acting was that bad, actually. Like, um, you know, it wasn't the best acting ever, but I, I think I could watch it again. Not straight away. <laughs> I'd give it some time, but I think I could sit through it again. I, I think the disconnect is that, in my opinion, I think that Barry Allen has depth to him as a character, like as a person who his history, his story has depth to it. And so, of course, you're going to get some of that depth from this movie because it's telling his story. Like I could read a book about Barry Allen and it be just as deep because it's a good plot. But that does not mean in a film situation did this particular adaptation execute that well? Not necessarily. I just think at a, at a baseline, is it a good like movie? No, it's just a good story. Like because Barry Allen has always been like a cool guy to hear about. But I don't think it's because of the writing. I don't think it's because of the acting. I don't think it's because of the setting or the editing or any of those things. I think it's quite literally everything other than what makes it a movie. Because this was already a comic. So I can't give them credit for the plot. Okay, so question. Would you have liked to see Grant Gustin star as The Flash? I would, but that is not why I'm writing this low. But yes, I, I think he <laughs> I think he's a great uh Barry Allen but no and also I we didn't talk about Iris at all she gave nothing they could have left her out the film I know I know she's important but they actually used her for nothing a waste of space a waste of a paycheck <sighs> now I just sound mean but <laughs> that is how I feel let's settle on a maybe it was kind of overhyped and it didn't deliver Maybe, but even then, I don't remember anyone hyping it up. <laughs> and and that's okay, and that's okay. But I'm like, it, I feel like we all kind of, well, not we all, but, you know, I did look on Twitter, and it seemed like people were not expecting much from it. And I'm always rooting for an underdog. I would like to be proven wrong. And unfortunately, they proved us right. And isn't this the first movie where The Flash is like the quote unquote headliner? Like in every other movie, hasn't he, he been just like a part of the Justice League or a member of the Justice League rather? 
Um, I think you're right. Um, like this is his like backstory. So I think that this is the first time it's like his movie. And it's like, I don't know, man. I, I'm happy that The Flash got his movie. I just, I'm not happy that it was this Maybe we can try again. We don't have to remember this, you guys. Like, we can start over, and nobody has to know. We can just do it again. I don't think they'll be trying again. <laughs> Though, like, um, just scrolling through reviews, I don't think I've seen anything, anything, like, terrible, terrible, or, like, just absolutely tearing it apart. But um, there definitely has been some criticism. <laughs> Everything, guys, I, I think it's more so like we are speaking more candidly and more unprofessionally. But they said it in a nice corporate tone that the movie sucked. And I have yet to see anything positive about it. But I just want to say just because the masses don't like something, that doesn't mean that it's bad by any means. Like everyone should make their own opinion about it. I'm just saying for once, I think the masses were right. <laughs> and, and you know that's bound to happen sooner or later but I do like that we have contrasting opinions I think it makes it interesting I'm always happy to hear another perspective but there's only one box officer on this episode and it's not you you're right because there's a new sheriff in town girl you want <laughs> you want to be a character so bad anyways you guys Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you guys next time when we review our next movie. Toodaloo. And don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, you <laughs> please. <laughs>